We've got a big announcement, girlies. We're going on tour. We're going on tour. We're hitting the road, Jack. Woo! So don't you come back no more, no more. We're bringing our tour. That's showbiz all that's over showbiz. Ireland. You have to say it like that. Well, oh, but I that's can't sing. Showbiz. That's showbiz. That's <laughs> showbiz. You have to say it like old, old-timey American. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on it I'll work on it we, we, That has to okay. feature In the show okay, I'll work on it I'll work on it We're coming to Name them A city near you We're going to Cork Limerick Galway Belfast And Dublin Yeah sorry about the Midlands But we can't drive And we need to be accessed by train We don't really know Any of those com- Sorry our, our, <laughs> our geography knowledge Of that part of Ireland Is limited But if you want to come see us Go to ticketmaster.ie And Take get your tickets Because they're flying out The door girls And our girlies In the UK and Australia Don't worry because there's exciting dates coming soon. Yeah. Keep the eyes peeled. That's keep all we'll say Keep the eyes and ears or peeled. And the ears, because you yeah. might hear it on here again. Do you keep your ears peeled? Keep the ears clean, I would say. Anyway, maybe. we're waffling. Anyway, also, link in the episode description on how to get your tickets. Exactly. See you then. See you, girlies. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Look at you doing the flirt. Look at you with the flirt. I can't say the word. Look at you with the floor. I can't say philanthropy. Philanthropy? Yeah. It's not. Philanthropy. It oh, why can't I say it? Say That's it. it. Just try it one more time. Philanthropy. I can't say it. <laughs> philanthropy. Look at you doing the philanthropy. <laughs> Look at you doing the philanthropy in primary school. If you knew how many times you had to record BJ trying to say philanthropy. Hey girlies, I'm Kevin And I'm PJ And welcome back to I'm Grandmam Woo Very Woo! long <laughs> You're not in a roller coaster at all How are we doing girlies? How are we girls? We're better than we were aren't we? Yeah I think the trick to it is We need to see a bit less of each other Oh really? Do you not agree? Now, this is the first time I vocalised this Yeah, kind so. of a stab in the heart <laughs> But you know what I mean? Just because, sometimes because we've been working together in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We already know what's been going on in mm-hmm. our weeks. Whereas sometimes you'll come down the stairs and I'll just make myself scarce. Yeah, or like not invite me places. What do you mean? Never mind, we'll talk about it after. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I, feel I know like what you mean. It's good to have a breather. Have a breather from each other. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because even I was chatting to someone there recently and um, they were engaged and then... That's all off now. <gasps> yeah, that's the thing. Oh my god! Because people are living on top of each other. Like the thing is, even if you found the other half, right? Like, you still don't want to be living up on top of each other. That's the thing. Like nobody can be together all the time. And like I do love you, but it is nice to have a break from each other. Like, because then when we see each other, we have more of a laugh. Exactly. And like there's things that I love to bits. It's like what's that? The Midas touch. Do you remember everything he was touching turned to gold? Yeah. But then. 
Nah, that's not really a good reference because what everything. The fuck is that? But he couldn't basically he couldn't eat then because when he went to have a sandwich, like it was turned into gold, so he couldn't even eat it. Yeah. So I'm like saying basically too much of anything, regardless of how much you love it, is bad. That, that was... has nothing to do with minus me. Wait, what? 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 I was thinking another story. Is it when he touches everything, they turn to chocolate? That's what he wants. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Same idea. Too much of anything or like even sick. Even I love chocolate. I don't want to be eating it for the rest of my life. You need a yeah. break from it. So I'm chocolate. <laughs> Basically what you're saying she is you like need a break. chocolate boy. So guys, this is the last episode of I'm Grandmom ever. <laughs> ever. Woo. Nah. Nah, it's been good. <laughs> nah. Nah, it's not. But you know what I mean. It's yeah. good. I'm looking forward to chatting to you tonight, basically. Yeah, because we haven't seen each other in a bit. But also, like... It's grand for you. You can leave. I'm stuck in the gas. You're still WFH working from home. How are working from home girlies getting on? Because like I was grand, but now it's getting to the stage where I'm like, okay, I'm in the house when I'm working. I'm in the house when I'm chilling. Yeah. I'm always in the house. You're always à la maison, Shaynew. <laughs> <laughs> I love Shaynew. Um, that must be difficult. But like I'm getting good now, so I'm gonna go for a few walkie bits and I break up my day. So yeah. I'll, I'll I'll be grand. I mean, I was reeking initially when I was going back to work because I was like, ugh, was kind of loving furlough there towards the end. Mm-hmm. But then I realised how much structure it gives to my week or even just to break up my day or whatever. Then I realised last week that I was being paid more on furlough than I am oh, IRL in real life. And in which case I was dreading work again, but slowly coming round again to kind of enjoying work. But I would be reeking. <laughs> I can't believe I'm getting more money to be inside in the lava. How soul destroying is that? That is, especially when you have to get into work for like half five in the morning or something. You know what I mean? Like she has some early starts in the week earlies and I'm sitting down there going, Jesus Christ, I was having wet dreams this time last week and I was getting paid more money for it. Do you know what I mean? I don't know why I said wet dreams. That was unnecessary. That just came out. But I am feeling better this week than I was last week. And I think it's because of the confessions, girls. The confessions saw us through. I feel like they... And as well, everyone was messaging us. I feel like we solved a lot of um, issues. I feel like we came out... <laughs> Sorry. I feel like we came out depression. We, we didn't, obviously. That, obviously. We can't say that, obviously. We should... People should try it as a therapy option. <laughs> but you're welcome. <laughs> but no, yeah. it's You know what? I think, as we said in last week's episode, like, just every day as it comes, you're going to have some good days, have some bad days. Today just happens to be a bit of a good day, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. You're going to have some good days, bad days, and days when you throw tracksuits into the shower. <laughs> oh my God, so someone messaged us, and I hadn't even thought about this right, but she said, girlies, can't believe you didn't cop this, but if that girl was throwing all the trackies into the showers, right, she must have been doing her own as well, because otherwise everyone would have copped on and been like, why is hers the only one that's dry every week? She was hardly soaking her own tracksuit and sitting in the damp for the day. Who messaged us that? A girl messaged us that and I was like, actually... You won't think she's Scooby-Doo, does she? <laughs> Raggy? I always do that Raggy voice. But she obviously didn't do every tracksuit in the change room. Were you chatting to her? Were you an accomplice? <laughs> it was me. <laughs> you sound like you know what It was me. So what else have you been up to this week? Um... I don't see you. <laughs> Um, when did I bump my head? Last week. That was last week. I banged my head and work right. And that's when you started becoming distant. So I'm worried. I'm worried too. Now that I think of it, I did start becoming distant when I banged my head. I think you're concussed. 
but I banged my head. But just before then, I'd been for a run, girlies. I love my runs. I'm joking. It's the first run I've been I on. I was just about to say. <laughs> but I'm doing this new program thing and I had to go for a run as part of it. But it was raining. But it was the day I had to do the run. Okay. And it was the first week of it. So I was like, well, if I don't do the first week right, then I don't stand a chance. Yeah. But it was lashing rain. But I was like, you know what? I'll go down by South Bank. Stunning gorgy oh. run. Yeah. In the rain. It'll plew. And I was like... <laughs> But I was wearing kind of trainers that you shouldn't be wearing for running, really. Okay. I was wearing my Air Max. Oh, right. Um, and anyway, I came back. They were soaking wet. And I was like, oh, allergic. So I put them near this, like, heater and work. Anyway. The bubble <laughs> popped in the Air Max. I was traumatised because we have these neon lights in work. I thought it was one of the neon lights. I was telling everyone in the reception to get out of the gym. Because, you know, there's something about neon lights that they give off a gas. Really? Well, neon's a gas, isn't it? So I was, here I was, I, I was like, I was like, everyone out, the bulb is blown. Oh my god! Sorry! You just spat on all me on <laughs> That was just a bit of dribble. But then a girl was like, oh my god, there's like smoke coming out of your shoe. And I was like, oh my god. So basically burst one of the bubbles in my Air Max. So if there's any girlies working in Nike and want to get me a refund pair of shoes, I'd much appreciate it because I'd know where my receipt is. My favourite part of that whole story was, anyway, spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. Cola. My Air Max. Spoon. <laughs> That was my favourite bit too, actually. What have you been up to in the house, in your room? Well, I got out at the weekend because I was like, I need to just go be outside the house, right? So I started on my resolutions. Better late than never, girlies. I went to Gay's the Word, which is a gorgy gay bookshop in central London. It's in Houston, and the fella in there... Was the Cork fella working? No. There's a fella from Cork. Um, I think he's a manager really? in there. Really? And he's great for giving book recommendations, because he's read everything that goes in there. So I didn't have a clue. I was walking around the shop being like, oh, that one says recommended, so I'll buy that. I got two gorgy ones. I'll report back, girlies, and let you know what they're like, because now I read. Because now you read, but I love that for you. But I was skating right on the way there. So like, I was I was like, first time out of the house, I'm going to get dolled up. So I was looking like a snack. And I was yeah. walking in the road, pure gorgy energy. Yeah. Next thing, this girl goes, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> me, hi. She's this homeless one, right? Runs up to me. She goes, first of all, you look stunning. I was like, oh, thank you. Then she goes... Fan of the pod. <laughs> she goes, right. She's like, I'm just after having a fry up, but I'm still hungry. Can you buy me another one? And then I goes, all right. She was like, I don't want any money. And I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Like, because yeah. I wouldn't usually, I'd usually buy, I'd always buy a homeless person food, but I never give them money. And then, um. That's really good. <laughs> no, but like. I know, I'd I sooner give them. Uh, buy food. them something. Yeah, buy someone food yeah. or something. Or anyway, she was like, I was just getting that she like was honest. I was like, I just got a fry. I'm still hungry. Can you buy me another one? I was like, yeah, no bother. Went in, chatting away to her anyway. Your man behind the thing was like. She just had a fry, and then I was like, I know, but she wants another one, like, she's starving, can we get her a fry? I was like, giving him my card to pay, and then he was like, oh, it's only cash, and then she was like, oh yeah, it's only cash. She was like, there's a bank thing just around the corner, and I was like, alright, cool, I'll walk up there. Me, just after leaving the shop, like, about two seconds off the road, she pops her head out and goes, excuse me, excuse me, me, I goes, what? She's like, oh, it's a pound extra with chips. And then I was like, oh, do you want chips as well? She was like, Obviously. Yeah. yeah, I want chips. Comes back then, I was like, well, in for a penny, you know? So I was like, do you want a drink as well? She was like, yeah, oh. cool. Then you could tell your man was raging because he just, like, he just got her out of the shop and then he was, she was like, he, she was like coming back in for another fry. And then, I loved it though. I know that I paid. And then she was like, where are you from? Me, Ireland. She's like, lovely to meet you. And then she stuck out her elbow. Oh. And we touched elbows. I love that. We stand a queen who loves her grub. 
Okay, Carly, so we're so excited to announce this new segment that's going to be running for the next three weeks in partnership with none other than the HSE. We're going to be talking about a topic that's uh, quite close to our hearts that we're quite passionate about. We've spoken about it in previous episodes, and that's the topic of consent and why it's so important. Right, so this week we're going to be talking about how communication is key when it comes to consent. Yeah, that's the thing. Lads, in Ireland... We're all mad for the chance. We're all known to be great talkers. And that shouldn't stop when it comes to doing the sexy bits as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, when you're consenting to a sexual activity, the conversation needs to be ongoing. The communication can be verbal or non-verbal. Yeah, that was a huge thing that we were like, oh my god, yeah. Because, like, you might feel a bit awkward and be like, oh, I'm not really enjoying this, but I don't want to say something. Yeah. But you could kind of, like, tense up or, like... Like, if you're in the middle of something and you feel like someone's not loving it, yeah. you'd be like, oh, is everything okay? Yeah. Are you alright? Just stop, take a breather and just be like, just check in with them and be like, is everything okay for you? You know what I mean? So other non-verbal signs that someone mightn't be comfortable with what's happening would be if they were like turning their face away from you during mm. sex. If they just kind of go completely silent and like aren't enthusiastic about it. And like, sorry now, if you're the person who's like having sex with someone and they start turning their face away from you, <laughs> go really quiet and then like s- stop like being into it. Like you have the cop on to be like, oh, love you, all right? Do you want to like yeah. take a break for a second? Like, And as well, would you want to be riding away if the other person was just like showing no interest? Yeah, Do you exactly. know what I mean? Both of you should be having a laugh. Also, another thing like you can withdraw consent at any time. At any time. Once you start going and then you might... Be like, oh no, I'm actually not into it. Or you might be like, oh, I actually don't feel comfortable right now. Or like loads of things can happen. You don't even need a valid reason. Like one of the things I always think is kind of weird about sex and there's a bit of a paradox happening is that it happens in a bed. If I even look at a bed sometimes... You be sleeping. I'd be getting sleepy. I know. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes you might get to a friend's house, your head hits the pillow and you'll be gone. You'll be like, actually, no, I want to have a nap, so I'd rather not have sex anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can just say no because you just want to say no. But also, I've compiled a list of other reasons. That's what I'm laughing at. Kevin has a list of non-serious reasons, flippant reasons, why you could still withdraw consent. So one thing I said is a hum off the sheets. Oh, yeah. Some people, I think, when they move out of home, especially like... Lads. Lads. <laughs> think they can get away without washing the sheets because their man's not doing it anymore. You can't. Oh, they dry them wrong and it smells like mould. Yes. Anyway, back to consent. Also, if you're going to miss the last bus, you're going to want to get out of there. You don't want to have 60 times because you don't want to have to pay for the Uber. Mm-hmm. If he wants to leave his socks on, psychopathic killer. <laughs> I don't mind the socks. No, I said it. it's cold? His room shouldn't be cold either though. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's another sign. If his room's cold when I go in, I don't wanna. I also said he doesn't offer you a cuppa when you get in. Okay. Weird. That is weird. Weird. Also, I just said he has fake plants in his room. Yeah, or if he goes, I put on some music, will I? And he turns on Mr. Brightside. Yeah. Get out. Get out of there now. I just scream. I withdraw my consent and I'm running out the door. I know we're laughing about it now, but like, what we're trying to get at is any excuse is valid. The minute you feel like you don't want to do a sexual act, you can say, I don't want to do this. Bye. And as well, it's kind of a boss bitch move. But that's it. I love this section. But we need to come up with a, like a slogan, do we? Oh, campaigns. Oh yeah, me and Kev want to do like a, a sexy consent slogan. Yeah. I was thinking, before things get sensual, you got to make it consensual. Oh my God. Sorry. 
But I love that line. PR guru. <laughs> what about if you want to be my lover, you gotta get my consent? I love it. Spice Girls, we have Taffy on. We have two slogans for the one campaign where Genius says, <laughs> Gimme. Love it. Okay, girly, so that's just the tip, head in the pun, <laughs> of the iceberg. And we're going to be diving into all things consent in the next two weeks. Yeah, very much looking forward to it. And if you have been affected by anything we've discussed during this section and you want support, you can contact the Rape Crisis Centre. They have a 24-hour number and it's 1800 77 88 88. Okay, let's get into this week's theme. Let's get into the theme. We've been wanting to talk about it for a while. This week's theme is... <laughs> supporting the arts. Alexa, play Art Pop by Lady Gaga. We love Lady Gaga songs. Art Pop we by do. Lady Gaga from Spotify. But also, no other song has the word art in it. I've searched and searched. <laughs> it is a bit of a track, not one of our best bops. Bit of a slow starter. Slow starter. Futuristic vibes. Very like walking into an Staggered arena. walk. Yeah. Fragmented walk. Here we go. Come to me in all your glamour and cruelty. Like what does that mean, Lady I Gaga? Very robots. Very robots energy. Very robots. Isn't it? And I'll undress you. Like that's stunning, that line. Stunning. Aliens on a spaceship. Very nice. Yes. Very nice. We're high ponies. Yeah, abducted, UFO, unidentified spacecraft or whatever that sounds for. I feel like it's like a futuristic fashion show. Oh my god, yeah. But all the girls are like locked drunk, you know what I mean? They're okay, Alexander McQueen, back in the heyday. Very that. Very that. It's before it's gonna ever kick in. When does it say air pop? It just said it already. Oh. We could belong together apart. We could belong together apart. Alexa, stop. Sorry, I forgot that we were doing a podcast there and I was just dancing away. You were just dancing, doing the robot. Sorry, I was love. I was really into it. You do the stunning robot. We could, we, we could belong to get together. touch the wrists. <laughs> very that, isn't it? Very touch the wrists. Very touch the wrists, very eau de palm. If I was staging it, I would have all the girls in different broken positions. Yeah. Hanging like rag dolls and like starting off and just doing... Giving me half counts. And then when it goes into the chorus, one of them malfunctions. Malfunctions and steps forward and it's like she's on a conveyor belt on an assembly line. Yeah. She's a doll. She's a doll. And thus our pop is born. (laughs) We're artists. We're fucking creative directors. And that's art. And that's why art is so important. (laughs) Lady Gaga is an artist. She is. She's an artiste. She's French. From conception to execution... To like just overall vision. No, she's a bit. She's the moment. She's a bit last pass. Sometimes she gets carried away with the birds. Yeah, but like, still an icon. Still an icon. I can't believe there's not a Lady Gaga musical. There will be though when she dies, right? Do you think it will be posthumous? What's posthumous mean? Isn't posthumous post death? Don't know. Let me Google that. You're making me do this. Posthumous is it or post? Posthumous. Posthumous. Are you thinking post hummus? Like, yeah, like that's after where I spent it. Occurring or continuing after one's death. Yeah. Oh, really? Post humus. What's a post mortem then? 
Post-mortem is like an exam you carry out after one's death. And posthumous is a dip. <laughs> it's a dip they make with the remains. <laughs> they make it into a posthumous. <laughs> anyway, girlies, we had to do a theme about supporting the arts. Yeah. Because there's so much going on about it. Yeah, I feel like... The arts is being kicked to the curb and everyone's shitting all over it and we're just making it out as if it's like something that's expendable and that like people don't really care about it and it's like no girlies the arts is like what's getting everyone through at the moment do you know what I mean? Also our girl Fatima's getting an awful doing. <laughs> Poor Fatima. I mean like I'm not sure if this blew up in Ireland as much as it did over here because it was like um, a British campaign. Mm. But do you want to give a bit of insight, a bit of cyber intel? So this girl Fatima, she's only after getting on point. <laughs> she's doing up her laces. She's then, a ballet dancer, right? And then they're telling her to get into cyber, cyber so, security. Basically, there was like a series of ads for a government-backed course in cybersecurity, right? Yeah. That's the, that's the like, the bones of it. But it ran ages ago. Two years ago, I believe. And it was like, oh, she did her research. She did her research. <laughs> um, but, like, it was for all different jobs. So, like, there was, like, a uh, someone working in a supermarket. Yeah. There was, like, an engineer. And it's all, like, John's next job could be in cyber. Yeah. And then one of them was a dancer. But then, obviously, someone was, like... <laughs> Based on what the government's been saying at the moment about, like, everyone needs to go and retrain. Yeah, basically it came out that, uh, it was rumoured that Rishi Sunak had suggested that um, people in the arts or musicians and everyone else should retrain in something more worthwhile. Or something that, like, in a different industry, basically, so they could make money. And obviously led to uproar. I think it's basically come out that his words were twisted a small bit. Oh, what's it? But at the same time... He still doesn't really give a shit about I the arts. I just thought you know Rishi I mean? couldn't dance and he was pure raging. I say that is the case as well. I feel kind of bad for him because all these pictures have been surfacing of him. I never knew he was so small. I know, but I for me, I'm like... Like, you can you can give out to him for, like, yeah. his stupid view on the arts, but leave him off because he's small. Because he's only a small thing. If anything, like... If anything, that makes him a bit cuter. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A bit more adorable because he's small. And people are kind of tearing into him about it. Yeah, tearing into him because he has a stupid view of the earth. Yeah. And support it. And because his policies are shocking. Exactly. But don't tear into someone because they're physical parents. Do you know what I mean? Fuck that. Anyway. Anyway. Enough with the small shaming girlies. (laughs) But, like, he definitely just sang badly at a karaoke. Or I feel like he was rejected... By a dancer back in the day. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He didn't get into dance college. Rishi Sunak didn't get into lanes. Pass it on. <laughs> Pass it on. He's a vendetta girlies. But let's clear this up right. So no like. This one Fatima started surfacing then. So someone pulled that picture out from the campaign. Be yeah. like no too far. Yeah. And everyone was like freaking out. Thinking that the government just released this campaign. Like. Based on what Rishi said. And everyone was freaking out. But like people didn't even Check. do like a quick search to see like the origins of the picture. Like I think you can even do a reverse Google image search these days, can't you? Well I wouldn't be going that far. Well you didn't even need to do that. That's the thing. If you did like search cyber security Fatima. Probably the post would have come up from two years ago. Do you know what I mean? I saw someone freaking out about it on Twitter. I clicked on the picture and two seconds later I saw that it was from two years ago. And I goes, oh, because I was fuming, obviously. I was like, this is a joke. And then I was like, oh, that's from two years ago. It's not relevant. Then I went onto my Instagram. Everyone on their stories doing campaigns. They're like, we're striking in Trafalgar Square. I'm like, what? Crazy. And as well, that poor girl who was used like for the picture, like... 
people were coming for her as well. Like, I saw a tweet that was like, Fatima can't even point her feet. She's not even lacing up her ballet slippers correctly. Maybe she should retrain in cybersecurity. I was like, hun. What? She was just booked on a gig and she was trying to make a bit of coin. But everyone did just jump to conclusions with Fatima. And I get it. I know, like, we can all be kind of... Quick to jump to conclusions. You do love to jump to a conclusion. Really, do I? Mm-hmm. I don't think I do. I remember one time... <laughs> when you did. <laughs> when I did, though. I don't really, but one time I did. But one time I was doing... Um, this is so on brand for me, but I was doing... Um, it was a competition with the Rosary Club for, like, leadership skills. I don't really know what a Rosary Club is. I don't really know what it is either. Very... Hearty, hearty. Very country club. Very that, very laddie dad. Do you know what I mean? But basically, anyway, you just had to go for these rounds of interviews, right? And then the uh, prize was to go to European Parliament in Strasbourg, right? Strasbourg. Strasbourg. At the time, I didn't know where it was. But I was like, oh my God, I want to go road trip with my clever girlies. (laughs) But anyway, I had done the set of interviews. And so I was like chosen from our school to go up against other schools, right? Anyway, they invited us for dinner. I was able to bring my mam and stuff. And anyway, we had interviews like in a separate room. And then we came in, ate. And then afterwards, they announced the winner, right? Anyway, my name was called. I was weak for myself. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to Strasbourg. And then they were like, because basically the Rotary Club, when you ask me, what, what, what are they about? It's all about speeches and giving speeches over nothing. They were literally like, speech, speech. And I was like, what the heck? Like, I've literally just been nominated for this by my teacher last week and now you're telling me to give a speech I just gave an interview Dead. like basically it was for people who were like involved in extracurricular activities and stuff and yeah. you know I had my name all over all that kind of thing because I was an overachiever because I was yeah. making up for the gay shape and I didn't tell her that in my interview obviously mm-hmm. or whatever but anyway they were like speech speech and I was like oh um, thank you so much for selecting me went on to thank my mum my dad and my teachers and stuff like no need for any of that and then at the end just to round things off I just went but I look forward to representing Cork in Strasbourg, right? And then a fellow just stood up and said, just to clarify, Kevin is not through to Strasbourg, yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sorry. I was like, oh, they went, my they went, God. There's the regional rounds that Kevin is now through to. He's not, he's not yet going to Strasbourg. Well, my he man... He said, sit down. You're getting too big for your boots already. <laughs> my mum had her face in the dinner... She was mortified and I literally was like, get me out of here. Because I was just so embarrassing. And I think they were like, did he not even research the competition? Like, he must know there's like another round. Like, he's literally had two interviews. Honestly, I was trauma after it. Did you get through the other rounds? No, 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 no. And then I lost the next round and I was raging. But again, I think me and my mum got another dinner out of it so we were weak. But as well, I think they had a vendetta against you because they thought you had a big ego. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have given it to myself. Do you know what I mean? Anyway... So I know people did jump to conclusions with the Fatima thing, right? Yeah. But the situation is still really clear that there needs to be way more support for the act. Even we'll take the um, the theatre industry in uh, England alone. The amount of money that it generates for the economy. Like, I think, I didn't really search this, but I think it's like, has to be up there with one of the top se- sectors, right? It must right? be, yeah. Because you think of the West End alone, right? And like they're before all shmoney. this, they're making the shmoneys. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Some of those shows that are running for years, it's one of the hugest um, draws for like attractions. So like when people come for like a weekend and they're staying in a hotel, you they always go to a show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I just can't believe that now. Like, at the time when help is needed the most, it's like when it's being forgotten about. Like lads, the arts are so important. Like imagine if 
people didn't train to be actors anymore, for example, right? And you turn on your Netflix and everyone is on it and can't act for shit. <laughs> yeah, but there wouldn't even be a Netflix because even, like, the people who write the scripts, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They would be without work. People who are involved in, like, the set design and the costume design, mm. that's all art, you know what I mean? So there wouldn't be a Netflix. That's art, babe. <laughs> and, and that's art. And that's art. But you know what I mean? Like, and I think, like, if anything, there should be more of a realisation of how, like, important the arts are. Because, like, especially when we couldn't go to concerts, when we couldn't go to live theatre, when we couldn't go to the museums or the galleries, not that I was really going to the museums and the galleries anyway, I'm making myself sound very cultured. You did, you went to that, what one did you go to before? And you were well, freaking out. Well, I can't talk about that. You were freaking out. It was just, basically, I love the idea of being in London and going to these, like, stunning galleries and these exhibitions... But I think in practice, I can't appreciate it too much just yet, you know what I mean? So I went to one exhibition in the Tate, right? And it was called, your man's name, something, what was it? Oliver Ellison or something, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Lights. one. Lights. Well, that's what I thought it was. And as well, I saw all the games were kind of going to it. It was a V-gay exhibition. It was, wasn't it? It was kind of like... The Tate's gay in gem. The Tate's kind of gay, isn't it? Mm. Of a Sunday. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, went to the tent. I was like, oh, it looks kind of stunning. People were kind of getting cool kind of coloury pics for their Instagram. And I was like... <laughs> you went for the Insta. I, well, I was like, if anything, I'll get a bit of content for the ground. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And also... But that's our too big. I kind of love the idea of going... Or do you want to go to Tate on the date? Well, yeah. Do you know I what I mean? Date at Tate. Date at Tate. Well, I loved like him thinking that I wanted to take him mm-hmm. to the Tate. And it was my suggestion as well. So I was like, Stunning. Wah, wah, chef's case. Anyway, I'm there, right? First of all, one of the things... And now, if you're a fan of his work... Okay, right, well and good. And I'm not... And I know this is about like empowering in the arts and stuff and whatever. And it's great, the work we do. But sometimes it gets too intellectual for me. Like, one of the things was a wall of moss. A wall of moss. And here we are and I'm sliding the room and I see everyone staring up at the wall and I'm going, they're hardly looking at the moss. A girl crying in the corner. <laughs> but I, th- I was thinking, I genuinely thought for a second, I was like, is this part of the exhibition? Because you know what I mean? Like, if that was the case, I could have picked a few daisies on the way in and thrown them... And throwing him over to the side and I could have put a sign up in front of it and said Dead Daisies. You thought there was a leak in the ceiling. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want to give it to the mould. But anyway, there was this room, right? And they kind of gave you a bit of like a warning going into it. They were like, oh, like you're not going to be able to see up to, um, I think it was like 10 centimetres in front of your face or something. It was basically like a posh dark room. Did you go? No, but that, I saw the pictures. <laughs> it was like in Berlin, you know, they do them sex clubs where everyone be having sex in the room. It was yeah. like that, but like for fancy posh people. It was kind of that, but I feel like in dark rooms, not that I know, but you could still see people in here, right? It was literally, do you know the expression white noise? Yeah. Imagine white noise, but it's also white sight. You can't see anything in front of you either. But you're huddled into this room, right? Yeah. And basically there's all this like white smoke. You can't see anything in front of you. And you basically have to find your way around. Oh. But it, honestly, it was the closest I've ever come to a panic attack. And I was like, this is my idea of hell. And also, it was really warm in there. I just didn't enjoy it. And as well, the thing was, I thought I was never going to find the way out. So I literally was like, rubbed up against the wall. And I was like, grabbing the fella I was with. And I was like... And then people were kind of skit laughing, which is actually sending shivers down my spine. And I was like, and I got out and I remember thinking, 
we've paid like 15 quid for this and it's like just a room where you couldn't see anything and a wall of moss but that's probably what the artist wanted you to feel babe what panicked yeah no it was I was too close to the edge do you know what I mean no like sometimes I do think like some art can be over intellectualised like I'm not on the taint like my first time going there I was wearing my leather trench I wanted to be very like I'm going to the taint yeah like I some of the art I was like oh that's amazing some of the pictures and stuff and yeah. some of the video bits then I see this like arrow and I was like what's this like what's this part of it was just a direction but I thought I was like Joe you'd be doubting yourself yeah like I was looking at like it was a fan like they need to stop doing like fancy directions in the take because like people are getting confused whether it's a bit of art or whether it's like a sign a sign signposting telling you to go somewhere or me and Jose were in like um, what's it called MoMA in LA Oh, um, yeah, what's it called? MoMA in LA? Oh, it's in New York. I don't know which one either. We were in one of the galleries in the cities, <laughs> in capitals, um, whatever. Um, um, LA is not a capital, but... Anyway, it's the capital of celebrities and <laughs> culture. Anyway, we were in a museum and um, there was just like this plug, but it looked fancy again. I'm like, is this... <laughs> but it was just like a socket. If it makes me have to like question whether it's art or not, I'm like, it's not like. Now, in some instances, I do like when it's over intellectualized. Have you ever seen that one on YouTube doing the butter dance? No. Basically, it's this one on YouTube and she's doing a dance, but she's doing it. There's a load of sticks of butter on the stage and she's dancing in her heels on the butter. And when I say it's comedy, I remember screaming, roaring, laughing at it for the first time when I was, I was watching it with my friend Lucy and we were literally like, you're going to have to stop what you're doing right now. I hate to direct you away from the podcast and search the butter dance. What is it called, the butter? Is this meant to be funny? No, it's not meant to be funny at all, but she's just taking a load of hoppers dancing on this butter. I thought it was an ad for Dairy Gold. It, like, it very well could be because it was so abstract, but all I know is, and I know it's awful because she's falling and stuff, but it's one of the funniest things I've watched. It's one of the funniest pieces of art I've ever consumed. Oh, and girlies, we don't want to offend any artists. Like, oh no, I'm fond of an over-intellectualized contemporary dance myself. Oh, girlies, I love picking up a random prop and saying it has the most like ridiculous significance to the piece. I love a prop. Do you know what I mean? And if I can incorporate it into a piece, like I'm gonna. Do you know what I mean? But I'm not a fan of an artist. An exhibition going over and taking a piece of gum out of his mouth and sticking it in the girl's hair and saying that's art. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think there is a bit of a line. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do 
not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. And I feel like when that rumour came out that artists were being told to retrain in something else, like, artists have always been grafters. Yeah, literally. Because... Like, we've had to be, or whatever, like, to make ends meet and stuff. There's always some side hustle on the go, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, constantly. And that's with, like, all my friends. Unless you come from a really privileged background, where mammy and daddy can <laughs> pay for all your bits, you know what I mean? And your yoga teacher training course. Like, you're kind of fake, do you know what I mean? You're always doing something on the side, like... Always something on the side. And, like, always having to do, like... Like, we've done our fair share of weird gigs, haven't we? Or, like, as in arty gigs, like, or just gigs in general? Well, like, being paid to perform, or being paid for, like, performing, you know what I mean? I remember I went to to this music video, and I'm doing air quotes, girls, because we were in basically a shed, right? I was getting paid 50 quid for the day. And you went in and they said I was dancing, but actually I wasn't. They said I was going to be like in hair and makeup and all this stuff. I was wearing my normal clothes. (laughs) And then they threw money in the air and they were like, okay, try and grab the money and be like greedy and put it into your pockets and stuff. And they were like, that's your pay. And (laughs) But there was four of us, right? (laughs) That sounds like a bit of a skit. It sounds like, what was that? Wait. Crystal maze. But the, I was like, okay, this is grand. I was for dancing. They were like, okay, don't dance too much. Just try and grab the money. And I was like, but you said I was a dancer. And they were like, no, just try and grab the money and like shove it in your top and stuff and like eat it and stuff. Me. Okay. <laughs> Next thing, the director goes, now. And they burst a bag of flour over our heads. Flour starts falling from the ceiling. I'm like, what the fuck? But obviously, professional didn't want to like break character. So I'm like eating the money. There's flour all over my clothes. What do you mean eating the money? We just brushed over the fact that you said you were eating the money. He told me. Was it chocolate coins? He just goes, eat the money. No, it was like paper. But like eating paper, babe. No, babe. Do you remember eating paper? But anyway, go on. So I know. But anyway, then all the other like people who were hired to do the dancers, like, air quotes. They weren't dancers. It was like random extras. It was like a fifty-year-old man as well, like goring me to the floor to try and get the money. Pure going method acting, and I just remember lying on the ground of the shade, looking up at the flower falling down onto my head, being like, "I'm doing this for fifty quid." And I like half it's gonna go on me buying new clothes because these clothes are wrecked. Oh my god! Stupid things you do for money. Chaos. I remember I was roped into doing a murder mystery, right? And I was meant to be playing a, but- <laughs> a butler. Now, I can see you as a butler. I, well, that's the rudest thing you've ever said. No, but like a good, like a convincing actor one. Actually, I loved the butler in Nora Croft. Mm. Do you remember you used to always lock him in the walk-in fridge? Used lock him in the walk-in <laughs> fridge. Poor, he's freezing all the Frozen time. Frozen inside there. But I remember um, I wasn't really given a brief. Oh, really? It was a murder mystery. It was happening in Cork City Jail. I think it was for Apple's Christmas party. <laughs> you know the way they used to go all out? And I remember, should I even know who the murderer was or anything? I just remember I was being paid to pretend to be a butler and stuff. But I had to open the gate of the jail when they were coming in. And then I was kind of doing a bit of a British accent because I couldn't really imagine like... <laughs> 
a court butler. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you took your artistic license and ran with it. Do you know what I mean? So then people were coming in, but then I think because it was like the first point of contact, people didn't really know that it had started. Mm. That's kind of going. Well, I'm dressed as a butler. So like it started, but then people were like, "Oh, do you know um like what the Wi-Fi is and stuff?" And I was like, "Do I break character or do I?" There's no Wi-Fi here, sir. <laughs> but you know what I mean. And another but there time, there was a murder. <laughs> but it is mad because we were talking about this the other day. Like we obviously both came here and went to musical theatre colleges, right? Yeah. But like, I would have done anything really creative looking back on this because the school system back in Ireland basically didn't tell me about any creative jobs yeah I just stuck to the one I knew which was dancing that's the thing imagine you going into a career guidance counsellor telling her all the stuff you're interested in being like yeah I love these music videos um, I'm really into like you know pop culture and pop music like and her going you're a faggot <laughs> and her going oh my god you're you, gay you, you should be like a mu- like a music video director like yeah. it never would have happened she probably was like oh my god all these talents you're going to be a primary school teacher literally Do you know what I mean because I feel like that's what they said to everyone I did enjoy taking those aptitude tests and I remember there was always ones about like you know designing clothes and stuff or whatever and they're I was very always cosmo, like tick 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 very, they're very Cosmo magazines from my girlies yeah. who are in the waiting rooms very that very that but you're right like I, I wonder like nowadays have things moved on a bit and like do career guidance counsellors say like oh actually you'd be really suited doing something like this why don't you try going for a runner with like you know a film production company and then you can work your way up exactly because what like supporting the earth doesn't just mean like giving loads of grants or paying us obviously that's amazing you need to do that as well right obviously give us money but you need to start it in the school as well and like make it normalise being creative yeah. like even in school when you say like I want to be a singer growing up why are people like okay but what are you actually going to do yeah you know what I mean and even like or even like this is where I think Ireland lacks as well like what about like a young fella who knows from like secondary school oh like I'm so interested in fashion right obsessed Mm. with Project Runway X obsessed with all those shows right and wants to do something like that like they really get the chance to do that once they leave school you know what I mean at the age of 18 and stuff and I'm like oh my god you could be nurturing that talent from the age of you know, 15 or 16. Like, think of all the amazing, like, fashion designers we have, like, coming out of Ireland at the moment. You know what I mean? Some mm-hmm. really... This sounds like I'm really... Like, I'm reading Vogue every other day of the week. But you know what I There's mean? There's some really <laughs> promising fashion coming out of Ireland, guys. But there is, like... And, like, you know, they should be hailed just as much as, like, the mathematicians and the scientists in exactly. the Do you know what I mean? If you're more, like... Like, mathsy, or, like, you're more, like... If you're not as creative, right? Yeah. If, you're, if you just don't sway that way. And you have a creative child... You shouldn't be worried about them because like, say now you want to be, they want to be like a dancer, right? They might end up being a dancer, right? right? But let them go pursue it because it'll give them skills to do other stuff. Like, yeah. I, like I used to teach kids all the time. Now, they used to wreck my head. Yeah, they did. But, Joe, you do the end of the term shows. Yeah. And I used to be able to teach them routines and some of them wouldn't know it. And also like sometimes I just wouldn't be that prepared. So I have to get them emotional. So that when no matter what happens when they're watching their kids, they're proud, right? Yeah, of course. And so, I feel like they're going to be anyway, right? Yeah, well, some of them are like really like crazy parents. And so take it too seriously. Take it too seriously. So I get up in front of them. This is the speech I gave every time. Hi guys, thanks for coming. It's been an amazing term. It's been an amazing term. The growth of each student has been impeccable. And then I go, and lads, it doesn't matter where they take these talents because these will stand you anywhere. Like if you're ever getting up to do a presentation mm-hmm. in a boardroom. Yeah. If you ever have to give a speech as a lecturer. 
these skills that they're learning in the studio, they'll be able to take them anywhere. And it was loads of bullshit, but also true. But also a limit of truth to it, right? Yeah, but then if Cliff forgot the fucking routine at the front, I'm like, well, obviously you're not going to do nothing with these skills because you fucking can't even remember. Step, click, step, click. You know what I mean? I couldn't work with the amateurs. I had to leave the children teaching business. Some of them did just send their children to dance classes or to summer camps because they wanted the kids off their hands for an hour or two. God, I used to teach kids classes in Notting Hill and the mums used to come, drop their kids off and I'm sure I'm not messing, go for bottomless mimosas and come back and collect them. They They were stinking a booze when they came back. (laughs) Also, lads, if we didn't have art yeah we just keep saying art like it's a general compass but it, but is, it is yeah art but if we didn't have you can go on art but if we didn't have art if uh, we didn't have art if we didn't have art if the earth didn't have art it would be air shut <laughs> we'd up. have it would just be air do you know what i mean it would be bland it would be bland we need color but art gets you through shit it does like if mm-hmm. like in the pandemic it got me through it right you listen to music if you're feeling down yeah you watch a comedy to get over something. You have a dancer in your kitchen. You Do we have a dancer in the kitchen? Would we? Well, I mean, I do. But even from when you're younger, right? I know, especially when I was, like, struggling with my sexuality, I clung to Glee. Really? Yeah. I didn't mind the first few seasons of Glee, and then it kind of went off the wall a bit. It did go a bit crazy. And then I watched The Search for the Next Glee. And then I got annoyed because I had never entered it. I was kind of raging. And then I was like, oh, I could have been in Glee. So then I stopped watching it. Weirdly, I didn't identify with Kurt. I identified with Santana. Like, may she rest off, loved her. I like, too identified with Santana. Yeah. That's so weird. And Britney a, a small bit as well because I felt like Britney wasn't given like the singing options. She was more of a dancer. And I was like, yeah. I'm more of a dancer actress. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like But like that helped me like literally come to terms with my sexuality. Did it? Yeah, it really did. I remember being like, okay, it's actually I know it sounds cringe, but yeah. I remember watching it and being like, it's okay to begin. Really? Yeah. Watching Glee. From Glee, yeah. That's amazing that that's done that for you. No, I hate that song from it. That one. Just a small town girl. Yeah. Living in a lonely world. Yeah, I hate that song. And also it's come out that Lee Michelle is trash, right? Oh, really? She was apparently, like, just a terror to work with on set. Spitting on everyone. Spitting on everyone. <laughs> um, and she, I think, I think... She was just our character, I right? I think she was also racist as well. I oh, really? Say. Now, don't want our lawyers coming for me, but at the same time, trash. Redacted, redacted. <laughs> me and Michelle redacted. Redacted. I mean, if you're listening to this, Lee Michelle... Did you ever have, like, moments, though, when you were younger, where you were like... My life has changed because I've seen that show or I've seen that, like, heard that song. I mean, like, I used to just, like, thrive on, like, any form of live theatre anyway growing up. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I mean, like, not that I was going to, my mum and dad were taking me to the opera every day of the week. But, like, you know, when I came around to go into the panto or whatever and, like, anytime I was involved in the show myself, I was like, well, I just remember the mornings you'd wake up. And you'd know you had a show that day. And I remember, like, the first show that I did in the opera house was Oliver. And I remember thinking that I was the baddest bitch going around oh. my primary school. Because I was in the opera house and I had, like, a show that day. Do you know what I mean? Isn't it, like, the cool, the first time being, like, backstage somewhere. Oh, when you can see stunning. all the ropes. Yeah. And, like, you can smell it. It's like, it's like 
It's unreal, it's isn't amazing. it? And what they did for the set for Oliver was amazing. It was like um, it had a revolve, and they obviously had to like talk us through. And like we started off on the steps and came down, and there was like this big reveal. And I remember I was just like, "Oh my god, this is next level!" And we weren't allowed to cut our hair for it because obviously it's like a period piece or whatever. Jesus, you were going very much in. But like it was the Opera House stage, you know what I mean? It was in Penny Productions. We were well, I did Oliver in Downing Street Youth Club. That sounds really nice. I'm happy you did that. <laughs> um, but we weren't allowed to cut our hair, and I remember like people in the school used to be like, "Oh my god, why is your hair so long?" And I used to love saying because I'm in a show. I, I love it. You know what I mean? I and you tucked your hair behind your ear. Exactly that. And I used to be like, I'm actually performing. Now, I remember having this inner dilemma with Oliver because I remember that. I remember the time like I was making my confirmation. I was a bit of a chubby child. And I remember thinking they were going to get rid of me from the show because I didn't look like I belonged in a workhouse. I didn't look like I had a day in a crew. Do you know what I mean? And I remember used to thinking, I used to be like, oh my God, they're only... No, imagine them going... You, you are too bad for this show. Like, you remember your meal printable in the morning. But I remember thinking, I'm on the firing line here. Can you imagine? That's now, when your body just swap you started. That's when it started. No, it wasn't that intense, but at the same time, I remember being like, oh my God. One London show that I was very taken aback by, which I didn't expect, was Jamie the Musical. You loved Jamie. I took PJ to see um, Everybody's Talking About Jamie and... Was it for your birthday? I think so. It was for your birthday, yeah. And it was um, when I'd just gotten back from my travels. See, you wouldn't have been able to go to Asia if you were I wouldn't have been doing that. Yeah, actually. And um, we went to see it. And I remember, was it, there's a, was it the song? Was it um, He's My Boy? Was that the one? And oh my God, because there was like a random couple next to us. And there's a moment that the, the mam has. So basically for people who don't know what the show's about... This fella in school, like, wants to be a drag queen kind of situation. And there's a song that the mother has, and it's called He's My Boy. And I remember, weren't you clutching the woman beside you, or was she no, clutching you? No, you were. Oh, I was. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was drinking a sneaky nagger next year. <laughs> remember, you took a nagger into the theatre. What the heck? Like, that was only two years ago <laughs> You could take the boil in our corkers. But anyway, what? That was stunning. And you went to see The Inheritance as well, didn't you? Yeah, that was very intense. But again... Kind of drunk at this. Were you drunk at that as well? Yeah. You need to stop getting drunk for the theatre. That's very Irish of you. No need for it. Do you know what I mean? I just love it. You just love a drinky to... Just to get you in the mood. No, I just feel really fancy when I'm drinking the wine in the theatre and I'm just like very ho-ho. Yeah. Monica Lynn. <laughs> okay, so fuckery training in a different field and going into cybersecurity or some bullshit. Yeah. If you could go back and retrain to be something else artistic, what would you do? So, like, it wouldn't be obviously acting or dancing or whatever, because you're already okay. a pro at that girly, we know that. So, what would it be creative? Mm. I do love my fashion programmes and stuff. I could see you doing the fashion. I could see myself behind a singer sewing machine and imagine, like, imagine me taking a fella back to the gaff right and him popping into the room and him going, is that a singer in the corner? And me going, oh, it is. Or he, like... Rips his pants and you go, I'll just fix it for you. And I'll sort it out. Boom, it's a two-piece suit. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? I love the idea of doing that. I'd love to be a graphic designer. Alana, don't worry, girlie, I'm not coming for your own grandma gig. Oh, that graphic but design. I love to go... No, I've changed my mind. Okay. I want to do interior design. Yeah, I can see that. I just feeling. want to do interior design. I remember what I used to do when I was younger. You know, you get the Smiths and the Argos catalogue for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I used to go through the Argos catalogue. 
and pick down all my numbers and design a house and be like and I used to show it then to my mum and I used to take out the bits um, take out the pictures of all the different furniture items and go this is my room do you not do it on the sims like everybody else no we didn't have the sims oh we didn't oh. have the sims yeah didn't want it. no I was outside getting exercise when you were Canapolis Rosebud you... they're the cheats to get some more money am I right girly <laughs> Was the Sims a thing in Ireland? Sims 1 was Canapolis was how you get like extra money but then if you type in Rosebud from then on you get the money because like no one actually worked in the Sims you just used the cheats got the money designed homes and drowned people in the swimming pool <laughs> That's very morbid You make them go swimming then you delete the ladder and they drown That's awful What were you doing that for though? Shits and gigs like Shits and giggles Interior design I can see it Interior design yeah actually we need to have a reality show called right. Arty Farty yeah. where we skill ourselves in different sectors of the art to prove how hard it is to people yes. to get skilled in that sector. Oh my God, that's such a good show. Any production teams listening, girlies, Arty Farty. You're welcome. Working title offs. <laughs> okay, so going from two creatives to our creators. See what I did? <laughs> I love linking it lately. I love your links. But you always think of them on the spot. I know how we go. Or do you script it? No. Man knows best. New lad, you're up first. My question today is how to support a parent grieving the loss of their own mammy. Dear listener, as from my own experiences of loss of any kind, it takes time and they will have to go through the process of shock, anger, acceptance, which each one takes time also. Now, unfortunately, none of us can escape the process and we must go through it. As for your support, it's only one day at a time. Just be there and listen and realise that they will have good days and bad days. Allow them to be sad and talk about their mammy, share memories and remember it's okay to be sad as well as happy because we are emotional beings and you cannot put a time limit on grieving. Remember one day at a time. That was perfect advice I think. Mm -hmm. One day at a time girly. I'm loving we are all emotional beings. Yeah, loving that. No, I think that's really stellar advice. I've never said the word stellar in my life, I don't think. <laughs> I love you going awkward when we're talking about death. Yeah, that's really stellar advice, grief, yeah. I think I'm going to incorporate it into my everyday vocab, though. Stellar? Stellar. I, I think you're the only one who can get away with that. I think I am. Anyway, on grief, I think my mum just summed it up really nicely, so we're just going to leave it at that. But just like, you're allowed to be sad, they're allowed to be sad. Yeah. So you, all you can do is be there for them, mm-hmm. and it's going to take time. Yeah, and I also think what she said about like everyone dealing with it differently like is really accurate as well. So yeah, like one day at a time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right, what does my mum have in store for us this week? Where is she? Here she is, ma'am. So hi everyone, my question this week is pregnant in Australia would like to call him Podrick but I'm afraid he'd be called Paddy any advice. So hello all the way in Australia, Uh, that's great news. I love the name Podrick but that's because I know a Podrick and uh, I think he's the only Podrick I know actually. I know Padre, but that's not Padraig. But anyway, Padraig has always been called Padraig. And as far as I know, he's a super guy. Um, he's all grown up now and called Padraig. Um, so I've never heard him being called Paddy. 
Um, and I'm not sure he'd like to be called Paddy. Um, but Padraig is a sweet name. And Padraig, Sean, Saoirse, Dirin, any of the Irish names, how lovely. Um, no, all names, obviously, are, are lovely. But it's great to, to hear the bit of Irish in there. It really is. I mean, some people, you know, they may call their child after a river or a perfume or a mountain range or a letter of the alphabet. That's fine, too. But I suppose, really, we need to remember that... Uh, whatever you call your child, um, the name is going to be with them for the rest of their natural lives. So um, I suppose it's important that you that you choose well. Um, there's just one other thing. Uh, when the baby is born, he may not look like a Padraig at all to you. What do I mean by that? Um, it's just that, and I'd say it happens. I remember my second fella and I had a name in my head and love nor money wouldn't change my mind. I said, no, no, going to call him this. And funny enough, when he was born, the name went out the window and I called him something totally different. A bit strange, but uh, and I love that name now. So look, whatever you decide to do, um, good luck with it all. It's a lovely name and many congratulations. OK. I need to know what Robert was supposed to be called. I want to know as well. Everyone wants to know. Phil, you need to tell us what you were going to call Robert before he was born. The burning question. I agree with what she said about the Irish names things. I love Irish names. I love, like, I just want to call my child Fulluk Fia. Do you know what I mean? Like, as Irish as you can get. That sounds like a yoghurt, though. Fulluk Fia. Fulluk Fia. The fire in the ground. Well, Fia. Fire. Okay, Fia. It's stunning. Or any Irish name. Yeah, I think I'd be up in a heap when it actually does come around to, like, naming a child. I love Fionn. Fionn's really cute. I love... I feel like you're not going to go down the Irish route, though. No, I think we're go- I'm going to have... You know me, I'm going to have some random names. Yeah, you're going to have some chaotic names. Not going to give them out in the podcast now, Garlays. In case he's trying to steal them. Anyway, that episode was important, I think. I feel like it was, just because, as well, we've kind of been silent on the whole thing. I wouldn't say silent. We've been talking about it all the time. Well, we haven't spoken about it. No one on the podcast. We've been speaking about it. And obviously, we're passionate about the careers that we've chosen, that we've trained in, and that we've dedicated a lot of our time to. Yeah. And stop shitting on the arts. Your life be boring without it, babe. Let's just call a spade a spade. So boring. If we were all accountants, like, no shade to my accountant girlies, we need you to do our accounts. But, like... (laughs) I, you need a song and dance or life is just fucking boring. Do you know what I mean? You need to be having a laugh. What's life without a musical? And I don't even like musicals that much. But you I don't, don't want to get like rid musicals. of either, But I still don't want them to go away. Exactly. We don't want them to go away and we need to keep supporting the arts. Keep supporting your local drag queens. Because that's art. Oh my God, that's art. We didn't I even talk about that. We didn't even talk about drag. And I think that drag... Is one of the highest forms of art because you need to be a makeup artist. Yeah. You need to be able to choreograph the routines. Mm-hmm. You need to put your outfits together, and some of them make their own outfits. Like that is drag. Is it's the creme de la creme. It's the it's the ben de la creme. Do you know what I mean? That was a drag reference for my girlies who get it. <laughs> but honestly, like, just support the arts. Oh my god, we should have done this like a musical episode, you know, like I was going to suggest a musical episode, but I thought you'd be allergic. No, because you know the way in like in a series they always every now and again just throw in a musical episode. Yeah, well, you saying that with like a frown on your face as if it's the worst thing ever. What about the musical episode of Buffy, which made me gay? Oh my god, we will walk through the fire. I was thinking more of the musical episode of Scrubs. We're gonna miss you, Carla. We're gonna miss you around here. Was I there a musical episode? Carla? Really? V- 
How are we going to make it through the long cold year? Because she's going on maternity leave. I didn't really watch Scrubs. Guy Love. That's all. No, I didn't watch it. Remember? Remember I said I didn't watch it? I mean, I didn't watch it ever. Scrubs musical episode. No! The episode of Saved by the Bell, the musical episode. Did that have a musical episode as well? What was the song again? Friends Forever. In Saved by the Bell. In Saved by the Bell. I remember the episode as well they did in the diner where they were like, ba 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 ren ba I don't really now, remember Saved by the Bell. Really? No. I used to love Saved by the Bell. I remember when Sabrina drank the magical fizzy pop and she became a singer. What, when was that? One way or oh, another, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna find ya. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna and she, she sang it because she was she was really bad. But then oh she, yeah! And she drank the, the orange. Yeah, it was orange. What, I don't know what color, but she drank it and then she was talented. Oh my god, I remember. See, guys, where would your lives be without the musicals? Where would it be without the music, girls? And Grandma the Musical coming soon. <gasps> Grandma the Musical. <gasps> I'm Grandma the Musical. <gasps> And that's called a cliffhanger, girlies. Andrew Lloyd Webber, contact us. No, I don't like Andrew Lloyd Webber stuff. Oh, really? I'm not a fan of Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals, really. Oh, okay. Mm, a few bars. leave that out in case he wants to book you and something. Mm. Anyway, girls, bye! I didn't really like Starlight. Okay. I don't know what all the musicals are. The Phantom of the Upper Room. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of Phantom. I close my eyes. Actually, Joseph had a few bops. Anyway, girlies, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning into the episode, girlies. We love you. We love you. We hope you love the arts. We hope you <laughs> love the arts as much as we love you. If you want to support us yourselves, you can support us on Patreon. Oh, hello. And that's called Clickbait, girlies. Bye. Take care, girlies. Bye. Bye. Support Bye. the arts. Bye. 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 Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.